vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs who are often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello and welcome everyone to our next interview. Today, we're gonna be talking about the journey. We're gonna be talking about being compassionate. And I love our title today, talking about love over hate. Because when we make transitions in our lives, when we start to see a better future and see what we can do to get there, sometimes it can be challenging, whether it's the change within ourselves, sometimes it's the emotion, the anger, the frustration, that we can feel within ourselves, but also the people that are even close to us, the people that sometimes we feel like, why don't you get it? Why aren't you changing too? You know, all of that dynamic as we all kind of not only get on this path of just improvement in general, but as we all walk through our vegan journeys, often we need help. We need support. And our guest today is one of the people that if you are struggling with your journey, if you need some support on your journey, or you just want to be inspired by somebody who has helped other people approach their veganism, approach change with compassion, our guest is the person for you. So I want to spend some time today getting to know Kate. I want to spend some time today getting a little bit of background on how Kate got started with being a kind of health coach and supporting people. And also I wanna introduce you to all the amazing resources that are available from our guest today because she is a podcaster as well. And I'm really excited about that because for many of you, after listening to this podcast, hopefully you'll be jumping over, doing a quick search and subscribing to her podcast as well. So first, 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 let me just say welcome. Kate, it's so great to have you here today. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It's fabulous to be here with you. Perfect. So before we dive into all the questions I have and all the things I've been thinking about and rattling in my brain, let's give people a little bit of background. Let's give people a little bit of background on what you offer. I think sometimes when we say people are coaches, you know, and all for people support on the journey, it doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. You know, it's not the same process. So do you want to give a little bit of background on how you support people, what do you do, and and kind of how is your approach maybe, might be a little bit different than what people might be thinking. I would love to. I guess there are two parts to my business. There's the one-on-one personal training side of my business. And so far as that, I see that as such an opportunity to walk the talk so far as modeling how happy and healthy and amazing a vegan lifestyle can be. One of the really beautiful things about my business is most of my clients have been with me for almost two decades now, like a very long time. So many of them since I very first became a personal trainer back in the day. And so that is beautiful in terms of the relationships and the trust and such. What is a little tougher with that is I was vegetarian back in the day when I first became a personal trainer 18 years ago. So my clients have seen me do the transition from vegetarian to vegan. They've seen how successful and joyful it's been for me. However, 
most of them have made big adjustments, but not fully transitioned to a vegan lifestyle. So what I do with them in the gym is I share with them how to create, I guess my specialty, my passion is sharing how to create the most effective mindset to make your best eating and exercising choices simple and sustainable. So as much as it's amazing throwing heavy weights around the gym and getting people stronger and fitter and changing their body composition, I love all of that. But to me, over the almost two decades, mindset has been absolutely key. And that is the thing that you need to focus on first. I love that you brought up mindset because I kind of have that same mission even for running a business. You know, for many of the things that you're trying to do and accomplish and approach, it really does depend on what your mindset is, either A, when you approach those items, or B, the skills you need to develop to be able to kind of shape your mind, shape your perspective, and be able to get comfortable with the idea that, you know, you're in control sometimes of that perspective. You're not always in control of what you experience and what other people bring to you, but, you know, that being in that driver's seat, how do you help people feel more empowered, especially in today's world? I mean, even when you think about people transitioning to a vegan diet, you're watching the headlines, you're hearing about climate change, you know, you're hearing about suffering in the world, it's easy to get discouraged. You know, when someone is on a fitness journey, you know, you know all the stuff you did before and it didn't work, you know what I mean? So it's easy to kind of bring that into today's space or bring that into your day one, you know, new journey. How do you help people? How do you help people kind of get get on the right path and reshape their perspectives? Obviously, it's different for everyone. And and most of us, you know, we're so busy. Everyone wants to jump straight into the actions. They want you to tell them how to move and how to eat. And as I said, that's really fun. But the mindset is laying the foundation for your results to come. And I have a six-step system that I often fall back on. And the first part of that is to define. So this is where we define what we're looking to do, our huge emotionally compelling goal. And we also define our values, those things, those states that we are most drawn to. Um, And we also define our beliefs. And that's step one. I don't need to go through all of them probably. However, step two is equally vital and that's called align. And that is about aligning your goal and your values and your beliefs. And so basically this removes the decision-making process. So I guess to give you an example, if I had a client and one of their most important values was love and family, and they had a goal that was to, whatever it may be, to get to a more healthy weight, and I'd get specific with that, but it would be their words and work for them and how they measured it. If they came to me with, I guess, the mistaken belief that the actions they needed to take to achieve that healthy goal were in conflict with their number one value of, of family and love and connection. If that was the case, they'd be fighting themselves. It would be struggle street the entire time, right? A losing battle. However, if I enabled them to draw the connection between how being fit, strong, healthy, and an amazing role model for your kids and partner and, and such, if they made that connection, then everything is in alignment. And as I say, the, the daily decision-making process so far as exercise and eating, it's pretty much eliminated. You just do the do. 
I love that. I love that you, like you said, do the do. I, I really, really like that that line. And I also am so glad you brought up the conflict because I think mm-hmm. for some of us, where we're headed and where we want to go, sometimes we haven't worked out those conflicts in our goals and our assessment and sometimes our vision of ourselves. So it's wonderful that you take the time to unpack that and not just provide like the prescription of you know, get to the gym, do this, but you really spend some time with people. So it sounds like you've put together a really comprehensive program, a comprehensive approach. Maybe let's do a little bit of rewind. Let's go look back in time and maybe walk me through how you built your business. Because for a lot of our listeners, they are running businesses themselves. They are starting businesses or planning to build a business. And It's helpful to know how did you realize you needed a methodology and you need it more than just maybe here's some meal plans, here's some workout plans, but how you kind of turned your program into something not only comprehensive, but something like you said that people can use and leverage for decades. Absolutely. I guess to really backtrack, I got into the gym and training myself as a teenager. I was a debilitatingly shy teenager. And I got into the gym as a way to transform both my own body, but also my confidence. And so that is something that I love seeing happening for other people, that that transformation of both their body and also their confidence. And I wouldn't become a personal trainer to, till about a decade as I until after I first got obsessed with the gym myself. So I was almost pushing 30 at that point in time. And something I did that has really helped me before I even got that first gym job, I decided on the personal trainer that I wanted to be. I don't know if I knew the words values or or whatever at that point in time, but I decided I knew how visual a personal training position was. And there were a billion and one personal trainers back then. I think it was the time, you know, everyone wanted to be a trainer, very visible. You're being watched during your entire day. And I decided I wanted to be the most positive and focused and passionate trainer in the gym. And that's something that set me up really well, not just for my clients who are amazing referrers and for anyone with a one-on-one business, one-on-one business, I think referrals is absolutely the best way to grow and maintain your business. But also for myself, right? If every time you walk into the gym, you're choosing your mood, so to speak, and putting on that smile, irrespective of what's happening in your life, that is really helpful for you. So that is something that I chose early days. Stephanie, to come to the system that I developed, the align, define, eliminate, my whole six-step system That probably came apart about because I was part of the gym franchise and we were really detailed on the exercise and the nutrition, the macronutrients and such. And I got really frustrated at seeing just how different the results were. Like people would put in the same amount of effort in the gym and certainly pay the same excessive amount of money to that franchise. And and some people would get results and some people wouldn't. And the people that got results had their mindset locked and loaded. They, they had that compelling goal. They had that alignment. And I could just see that that was what was effective, um, that you can give everything the, the best possible strategy. And if, and if they if they can't follow that strategy, they're not going to get the results. So I think that was where the, the system came about. 
I love that, that it was inspired through you, you know, observing, seeing, experiencing. The reason I bring that up is I think a lot of people, when they think of starting a business or when they're running their business, they think they are supposed to have all the answers on day one. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to come up with, you know, the best thing that's ever been created (laughs) or never heard from, you know, kind of thing. And I think sometimes people put so much pressure on themselves to create something that they don't really have as much experience in yet. And 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 giving themselves also the leeway to improve it and make it better over time, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to kind of get a good assessment of what a customer needs um, and not just the assumption, but really kind of working with people, I think is one of the like best ways to build a business and best ways to approach it even from, from the kind of the mindset piece that we're, focused on here. But one thing I guess I would ask you is with that journey, and this is something I'm maybe selfishly asking this question, is that it's a little different, you know, when you start a business, you know, you're inspired, you're enthusiastic, you can't, you know, you're so excited about what's ahead. But when you've been running a business for a while, you can run into a different experience. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, especially doing it for, you know, 18 years. I think I've been doing mine for about 14 years. Mm. And, you know, you can get into a space where you either feel like you need to be a whole new thing, like you need to refresh, you need to like blow up sometimes the things that you're doing, the things that you're, you've done in the past, because it's almost like I have to have a whole new path forward. Or sometimes what can happen is you can get into these spaces where you're not sure what to do next because you've had success, you know, Mm -hmm. because you've built an amazing program and worked with people. Have you been in that scenario where you've either felt like, you know, especially as a a long-term coach, a long-term entrepreneur, have you felt like that or felt like, you know, you get into this kind of interesting space as a you know, as an entrepreneur that's been at it for a while? Amazing question. It's like, you know, my mind, you know, there've been lots of different phases to this side of my career. I bought into a franchise just a couple of years in. I guess I was bored of just the one-on-one personal training and I bought into the business from hell, I like to call it. And I learned so many lessons during that journey, the number one of which, which has really been so valuable, is to back yourself 100%. Um, Mm. You can't rely on anyone. I mean, it sounds a bit disheartening to say you can't rely on anyone else. You can't rely on circumstances or what's turning up today or tomorrow or next year. And gosh, we've all discovered that over the past few years. But you can rely on you and you can rely on you to turn up and to continually get better and to back yourself to come up with the goods. And that was what I learned in that business, which I got out of over a decade ago now. And for that past decade, I've spent at least as much time on the other side of my business, on the online side of my business. Um, you're right, as you hinted at, I, I, prob- I definitely couldn't have just done the one-on-one personal training. It became easy and successful, definitely. And I love the amazing relationships that I have with my dear clients. However, I guess it wasn't exciting and challenging enough. And that's why I threw myself into everything online, being the podcast and now the plant positive journal, which we can touch on later. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I think that's the thing is that evolution and like you said, backing yourself, getting used mm-hmm. to supporting yourself through these changes, through these experiences and learning what it is to kind of be your own kind of support system and sometimes cheerleader, yeah. even in oh, good yeah. and bad scenarios, I think is so key. 100% agreed. So let's talk about the plant journal. Let's talk about the work that you're doing right now. Give, maybe give us a little bit of background on that. So for a number of years, like maybe quite a few years ago now, my dear mom bought me this amazing gratitude diary, this stunning, beautiful, beautiful artwork, cloth-backed diary. And you wrote, write in it every day. You plan your day to come the night before. That's what I do anyway. It's, it's how I've managed to get a lot done um, and to prioritize all my most important keystone habits. And anyway, it was this stunning journal, but there was one thing that it was missing. It wasn't vegan. And I thought, I want to create a product that, yes, is an amaz- amazing tool to help you manage your time and master your mind. Yet also, if you're up for it, and I hope you are, it also helps you adopt a healthy plant-based lifestyle one step at a time. So it has 12 monthly focuses that start with the six-step system, actually, that I focus on, the define your goals, align your goals, eliminate your limiting beliefs, educate yourself on the most effective practices, um, strategize, prioritize, all of these It's got all of that. It's got vegan recipes. It's got beautiful artwork. So that was the product that I I created. And I see it as kind of a little vegan Trojan horse. I want it to be so beautiful. (laughs) And it is. That non-vegans buy it. Like all my non-vegan clients buy it to gift to people, either because it's beautiful or because it's the slightly weird plant curious person in their life and here's a beautiful journal and so that was the idea behind it that it would infiltrate the non-vegan majority and just bit by bit people might just use it to plan their day to come the night before which is I think my most impactful success habit to to plan your day than the night before and bit by bit they might read the recipes they might look at the artwork they might read the weekly intentions there's a there's a kind of action every single week or 52 weeks and bit by bit I'm planting those little seeds I love that you're doing that because I think in today's society we're all about the fast you know Mm -hmm. like even when we do a lot of analysis and everything. We're like, what's happening in the first three seconds on a website? And what's happening in eight seconds and 10 seconds? Or what's happening in the 24-hour cycle? And we can forget that to really get lasting change, to really move in these like new directions. And truly, they become a part of us, not just Mm -hmm. actions, but they become a part of who we are. It takes time to get there. It takes reminders and It takes kind of seeds being planted. So I think it's amazing that you created it. I also love it being called a potential vegan Trojan horse. I think that's so (laughs) clever. (laughs) Thank you. Great way to get it out there. So what did it take for you to create this? Because when I hear this as a business owner, I hear this as a person who's created big projects before and things. And I'm like, oh, a whole year planned in advance. Like, I love that. How did you put the plan together? How did you get it done? Did you have any kind of hiccups and setbacks along the way? Or do you feel like you were very clear headed and you just kind of, you know, zip zap 
moved forward and got it done. Definitely hiccups. I learned a lot, many lessons to share. One of the really important ones was I hired a mentor, the lady whose journal that my mum had been buying me for years, Melanie Spears from givingthanks.co. She's international. She's been around 13 years. She does mentoring. And so I approached her and initially she said, no, it's too similar. And I said, my angle is very vegan. I am a mad animal rights activist, which I am. Um, This is my heart. This will be the point of difference. And thankfully, she agreed to work with me. And that was amazing. On the matter of collaboration, because I'm an only child. I'm a bit of a lone wolf. I like full responsibility, full control. However, this project taught me that collaborating and hiring experts that can, they're they're better than you are at their certain skill, right? Who'd have thought? That just makes the product so much more amazing. So I hired artists. I had a graphic designer who is the hero of the whole project. She's absolutely amazing, Stephanie Crane. Editors, so many people helped me with it. So far as the actual process, producing the content, I was drawing on my experience of the past 18 years, I guess. I had so much content. I had over 800 podcast episodes, not all of them interviews. A lot of them were solo shows about the most impactful actions to take so far as you're eating and exercising and mindset. So I had all the content. It was just getting it organized. And I guess for super dark, the darkest turn in my journey, which relates to our our topic of, of love is easier than hate, partway through the process. And and again, this this is heavy. And I'll give you a little bit, bit of backstory to the next step here. Okay. Two years into my vegan journey. So I turned vegetarian when I was 16. I've been vegetarian for 23 years. And then I've been vegan now for the past almost eight years. And a couple of years into my vegan journey, when I was very much that animal rights activist, my dear mom said to me, Katie, I don't know what we're going to do about Christmas. I always come home at Christmas and Christmas is all about the food and the family. And my dad is legit that anti-vegan. And so mom said, I don't know what we're going to do about Christmas unless, of course, you can organize an amazing vegan feast and sell it to the family. And instantly I thought, down with the feast. Not so good at selling it to the family. I'll do all the cooking, but can you maybe sell the fam? Anyway, fast forward, I tried six new recipes. They were amazing. The day was a complete success. My dear mom, who I'd been emotionally blackmailing to become vegan ever since I'd become vegan without success, you know, for my 40th birthday, I said, I don't want presents. I just want you to watch What the Hell. Neither of them watched What the Hell. Anyway, the day after this amazing family Christmas, mom sat down with me and she said, Katie, can we watch What the Hell? Oh my God, amazing. We watched it. She said, I'm going to try this vegan thing for two weeks. That turned into a couple of years and it brought mom and I so much closer. Wasn't amazing for her relationship with dad, but 100%. It brought us so much closer. I had so much respect and we bonded every single week about all the frustrating non-vegans in our lives every single week. Fast forward to just two years ago, and um, this is the heavy bit. My mum died suddenly, completely mm. out of the blue. 
I was on the home. This it relates to the journal in that I was on the home straight with the journal, and she was mm-hmm. the only one I talked to about it really, because she was the only one that was interested. And I'd spoken to her that morning. Everything was normal, and by afternoon she was gone. And this is oh, how it. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. This is how it relates to our topic of why love is easier than hate and why I stopped being an angry vegan. And it didn't happen straight away. However, when mom died, I had no regrets so far as our relationship. Our relationship was amazing. She knew how much I loved and respected her. We couldn't have been closer. We spent lots of time. Perfect. But it made me think if that had been dad, and I always thought it would be dad because he's not as healthy, his mindset is appalling. If it had been dad, I knew I had work to do. Our relationship wasn't great. And part of it was that I carried so much frustration about his attitude to one of the most important things in my life, my vegan lifestyle. And so bit by bit, over a year or so, dad and I both tried and we both made huge developments in our relationship and our closeness. And it's much better than it ever has been. And at the same time, I realized, and and now I'm speaking to, to you, my angry vegan friends, with love, with so much love, because that is my natural state, the mad, passionate animal rights activist that just wants to shake some reality into everyone. But I'm saying if, you, if you're feeling exhausted and just sad and frustrated and angry all the time and your heart is broken and you don't have the emotional capacity to deal with being a vegan in a non-vegan world, I would say focus more on the love. I had to do that to just focus more on what we have in common with everyone around us. And as a way of honoring my dear mom, who is the most loving and compassionate and amazing cook out there, I now try to lead with love and compassion and deliciousness. And as it relates to the journal, that was obviously the the biggest roadblock in that journey. I took a couple of months off the journal. I came back to it. It's dedicated to mom. It's got lots of her recipes in it because she's a much better cook than me. And yeah, that, of course, that was the, the big hurdle in that whole process. Yeah, that's, well, first off, thank you for sharing that story. It means a lot to hear it. I think for many of us out there, because, you know, it's, you know, as you live this life, we all have those relationships that Mm. are maybe not as ideal as they should be. (laughs) And then we also have those people that um, are close to us. And I think it's really important to hear a story like yours because it helps us maybe make some adjustments and Mm. decide what adjustments need to be made. Because you're right, sometimes that, that anger, that frustration that we're feeling, it's not only hurting us but it's holding us back sometimes Mm -hmm. it's keeping us from kind of even blossoming into kind of sometimes our next stages you know so I just appreciate you saying that and sharing it because I think it's not only going to hit on a lot of people's hearts it's hitting on my heart um I can you know I can feel it in me and even feel some conversation I just had last night with my husband (laughs) about some stuff like this (laughs) that I'm like whoa this is the timing on it it's just amazing. And it's exhausting, right? To yes. always carry that hate and anger and frustration in your heart, yes. moving around in a non-vegan world. You're triggered a billion times a day. And 
yeah, it, it takes too much energy for you to put all the beautiful goodness that you want to be putting out into the world. Absolutely. So let's just take a quick kind of minute to make sure that if people are interested in the, jur- in the journal, if they're interested in working with you, if they're even interested in hearing your podcast, let's get them the links, the handles, let's get them all those good things re- really quick. Thank you. So the Plant Positive Journal is the journal. It's a huge, beautiful beast, 508 pages. So because of that, with international postage, I'm here in Australia, there's also a fillable PDF version of it. So I like them both. The printed is amazing, but the PDF is is just as beautiful and I guess better for the environment, right? The best way to connect with me to find all of this is via strongbodygreenplanet.com. And that connects to both the Plant Positive Journal and also the Healthification Podcast. So this is my absolute heart. It's over 800 episodes and I get to chat to passionate and compassionate authors, actors, activists, doctors, entrepreneurs, and I absolutely love it. So Healthification, wherever you listen to podcasts and yeah, strongbodygreenplanet.com. Absolutely. I hope everyone took that down. Don't worry. We'll put it in the show notes and everything because I really think this is an opportunity for many of you that are listening or just even watching this to take that next step. I mean, the resources that are available to you from Kate are just dynamic. I mean, being able to jump into a podcast, being able to get the journey, the journal, excuse me, and also being able to pass along the journal to someone else. I think that's mm-hmm. the key thing where you could pass it on to a friend, pass it on to family members. You have to decide how you want to handle it in a working environment or sending it to coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea, I think often we are looking for ways to share our lifestyle with others. And like you said, do it in more of a compassionate way. Choosing mm-hmm. that love over hate is really what many of us strive to do. It's just sometimes we get a little lost along the way. So I'm so grateful that you shared these resources with us. You shared the links. And for anyone who's listening or watching, please, please, please make sure you click on those links um, and get the support and leverage these resources and tap into those 800 episodes. I know not everyone podcasts, but 800 episodes is... It's off the chart, so impressive. Um, it really you. shows your dedication and it also shows your kind of breadth and depth of knowledge out there as a resource to all of us. Thank you. So as we wrap up today's interview, as we wrap up our time today, I always love to ask my guests to provide my audience with a little bit of motivation. You know, this podcast is always about pivoting. It's about people going through different challenges in their businesses, in their lives, and how they kind of come through on the other side. You've shared, you know, not only an amazing story with us, but you've also talked about, you know, your business and your coaching and support and how you even have developed your business over kind of two decades that I'm hoping that you maybe have, I know I'm probably asking for too much because you probably have like a gazillion of them, but (laughs) any type of just recommendation, motivation you can give to our audience, just in case someone is struggling right now, just in case someone is feeling a little bit down or someone is just not seeing how they're going to get to the other side of whatever they're faced with. It'd be great to maybe hear some words of advice that you might have for them. 
For sure. I think a lot of us, especially in my community, self-care is something we need to focus on more and more. In fact, I have a, a nine-step self-care acronym. It, it's so incredibly important and I, I don't need to go through all of it, but I would say number one is your self-talk. So S is for self-talk and it's about the way that you speak to yourself. And I guess this is also aligned with my my back yourself comment from earlier. That's the advice I usually fall back to, but I've already shared it. I just, you are the only person that you get to spend 100% of your time with. And as a personal trainer, I say to my clients every single day, you and your body are a team. I need you to support your body to have your body's best interests. You're not fighting or punishing yourself with hideous cardio that you hate or restricting your food. You and your body are a team. Have respect for your body. Love your body and do that with your self-talk as well. And try and implement into your every single day, into your every single week, those little self-care things that can be really simple, but just add that little bit of peace and joy to your every single day. Thank you so much for saying that. Thank you for much, so much for that recommendation. It's been wonderful talking to you, not just to hear about all the great work and everything you're doing. I can like emotionally feel it. I think I'm sweating a little bit because I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, about your words and what you're saying. So it's hitting me just right. <laughs> and I really think it's going to hit our audience as well because it's just wonderful when we can realign our emotions, realign our mindset and really start to move towards that love because um, truly the work that we do and truly the idea of helping the planet, helping animals and really just helping, you know, our fellow kind of humans on this earth should be from a place of compassion. And sometimes we we need a reminder. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stephanie. You're such a compassionate and, and warm and lovely host. So thank you so very much. Absolutely. Now let's give everyone the URL one more time, just in case they missed it the first time. Strongbodygreenplanet.com. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone who's watching this podcast. Thank you so much for people who are listening to this podcast, whether you watch us live. I know some of you come through, watch us live, drop comments in. Sometimes you drop comments in later. I completely understand. I'm just so grateful that we're able to get this information out to you. So grateful that you take some time out of your day to show up and support me and my guest today. And if you have any follow-up questions, please let us know. We appreciate you. We're here for you. And we're just so grateful that you joined us. So I will see everyone in our next interview. Take care. Thanks for listening to Pivot, our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.